Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 5th, 2023. Cinco de Mayo, 2023. So this is actually my, my father-in-law's birthday. So I want to give a big shout out to my father-in-love, St. Jean. I love you, sir. Thank you for blessing me with your beautiful daughter. All right. So as I'm in this series on the miracles of Jesus, we've been walking in this series for a while. Actually, this is part, let me see what this is, part 75 of the overall series. So I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus, and we started January 2nd, and now we're in part 75, and we've been walking through methodically, and we got to the last miracle, the miracle of Lazarus. I told you that this was the mother of all miracles. As a result, we've been talking about this thing for weeks. Well, on Wednesday, I told you that I had a testimony because I was teaching about maximum glory. Well, I told you that I had a testimony about maximum glory, about John chapter 11, from a personal experience, Isabel and I, and I was going to share that story with you. I'm going to do that today. And as I share this story, I believe it's going to build you up. I believe you're going to be edified and encouraged. So I want you to prepare yourself to receive the word of God this morning. All right, so let's get into the testimony this morning. I'm just going to jump straight into it. But I see that there's some people on that knew me back then. So like Dr. Genia Anglin here, uh, Genia was at my wedding. Uh, so the story that I'm about to tell today uh, about Isabella and I and the experiences that we went through, we actually went through these experiences while we were, while I went to Korea, but Isabella was worshiping at Marlboro Heights Missionary Baptist Church. And Genia Anglin is the minister of music there, and she was such a blessing to us. So she's one example. There's other people that, that knew us back then that are on as well. And so I'm going to tell this story, and I believe that it's going to be a blessing uh, to a lot of people. So I want you to, let me see here, open up your heart. Let me go this way. All right, that's going to be a little bit better. Open up your heart and get ready to receive uh, the word, and the word is going to come by way of a testimony this morning. I'm going to give you this story, and then after I give you this story, I'm going to give you some points. So you know that a couple of days ago, I was talking about maximum glory. Put in the chat, maximum glory. And I said that God wants maximum glory from your life. At the end of the day, God wants to get all the glory. All the glory belongs to him, right? All the glory belongs to you, oh God. So let's talk about maximum glory this morning. So um, way back in uh, when Isabella and I got married, Isabella was uh, an enlisted soldier, and uh, and so I had previ previously been an enlisted soldier. I was a non-commissioned officer, and then I became an officer. Well, when I married Isabella, she was a non-commissioned officer, and um, I was praying about, incidentally, let me just say this. Uh, actually, Monique, who's on Monique Farrell, I believe she was at the, the, the wedding as well. Uh, I was working for her husband at the time, uh, but a uh, cool story here is uh, Isabella and I had planned you know, our, our wedding date um, way out in advance. And then we didn't know this, but then the army was going through this, this thing where they were saying, Hey, officers cannot marry, marry enlisted soldiers. Uh, and it just so happened that we got married kind of before the cutoff, you know, kind of thing. So by the grace of God, but anyway, we're getting married and Isabella is enlisted and I'm an officer and I'm, I'm, I'm a new husband and leader of my household. So I, I go to God and, you know, and I'm like, okay, what do you want for my household? I'm seeking God for a vision for my household. And I'm also telling Isabella that, 
you know, what do you want to do with your life? Like long term, I didn't believe that her being, she was a supply sergeant. She was a 92 alpha, nothing wrong with that, a logistician. But I didn't believe that being a supply sergeant was really like long term goals for her. I believe that God has something else. And I was like, okay, God, what is it? And, and talk to me. Now, around that time, you know, I've been doing today's word for over 25 years. So around that time on today's word, I just so happened to be teaching from John chapter 11. And around that time, it just so happened that um, I was, you know, walking through John chapter 11, like I'm doing it now, but this was many over 20 years ago. And uh, I got to the point where maximum glory, I'm going to tell you all of this and how it manifested in my life. So as I was asking Isabella, like, what do you want to do? Um, you know, you're uh, an enlisted soldier, a supply sergeant. What do you want to do now? Uh, I'm an officer. Do you want to become an officer? Do you want to stay in the army? Do you want to get out of the army? I secretly did not want her to get out of the army, by the way. But yeah, you know, that was an option. And I was like, okay, what do you want to do? And uh, so as she was praying about it, she said, well, look, my, my grandmother always wanted me to be a nurse. And so um, I would like to be a nurse or maybe a PA, a physician's assistant. I didn't know what a PA was. And so I had to go look it up. And I was like, okay. And then she said, I would like to be a nurse or PA either in the army or out of the army. So here we are, a young couple. And some of you that are watching right now knew us back then, right? So here we are, a young couple. We just got married. And I'm like, I'm, I'm leading my house. So I'm a man. I'm going to lead my house. I'm going to seek God for vision, right? I'm going to pastor my home. And I'm like, okay, uh, man, my wife said uh, nurse or PA in the army or out of the army. That's four options. And for me, that's like three too many. So I'm like, okay, God, what do you want? What do you want Isabella to do? Here's four options. Do you want any of these four, one of them, none of them? What do you want? And the Lord spoke to me and said very clearly that Isabella would be a nurse in the army. So out of the four options, the, the one that God said, hey, this is me, Isabella will be a nurse in the army. That's it. I go and talk to Isabella. I'm like, hey, babe, God spoke to me. The Holy Spirit said you're going to be a nurse in the army. One thing I will tell you about Isabella, even after all of these years, if I say God said, she never questions it. And so she always believes. So I was like, hey, God said you're going to be a nurse in the army. She was like, oh, okay. Praise God. I'm going to be a nurse in the army. And so I, I liken this. Here's the parallel between this story and John chapter 11. In John chapter 11, when Jesus was given word that the one he loved was sick, immediately the Lord revealed to Jesus the end of the story and Jesus, he believed it and he opened up his mouth and said, this sickness will not end in death. It is for the glory of God that the son of God may be glorified thereby. Well, when God spoke to me about Isabella becoming a nurse in the army, I believed it and I went to Isabella and I opened up my mouth and said, the Lord spoke and you are going to be a nurse in the army. The Lord said, you will be a nurse in the army. And that is as much, look at me. I'm, I want to make sure you get to this point. If God speaks to you about anything, that is as much the word of God as the word of God. Come on now. If God speaks to you about something, that is as much. Put in the chat. That's the word of God. Put in the chat. I get words from God for me. If God gives you a word, then that is as much the word of God as the word of God, as the 66 books of the Bible. So when Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death, it is for the glory of God that the son of God may be glorified thereby. That was the word of God. And he spoke it and he stood on it. He believed it. It doesn't matter. He died. Doesn't matter. The body was thinking. Doesn't matter. This sickness cannot end in death. Why? Because God spoke a word. And so when, when God gave me a word, Isabella is going to be a nurse in the army. I'm telling you, we had to stand on that word. And we stood on that word for years. I'm going to give you the story. And so put in the chat, I stand on the word of God. I, I stand. When God speaks to me, I stand on it. When God speaks to me, I believe it. Okay. So now faith without works is dead. You can put that in the chat too. So faith without works is dead. We're like, okay, God, what do we need to do now? So we start looking. Isabella is going to be a nurse in the army, but right now she's a supply 
glass argent. What do we need to do? Okay, we start looking. What do we need to do? Oh, bam, Isabella finds this program. It's called the Army Enlisted Commissioning Program for Nursing. And they take enlisted soldiers and make them nurses in the Army. And they, and they take whatever college you have and whatever the gap is. They send you to school. They pay you as an enlisted soldier. And then your time still counts while you're going to college. And when you graduate, you become a commission officer and a nurse in the Army. And we was like, man, this is God, right? So we like, okay, this is it. So we start filling out the paperwork. Now, at the time, I'm stationed at Fort Hood, and I'm worshiping at Marlboro Heights Missionary Baptist Church. One of the members of the church, while I'm just telling this story, is Isabella's gonna become an officer in the army. Uh, she's gonna be a nurse. This is what God said. And you know, she's gonna, all of this stuff. And I was talking about the Army Enlisted Commissioning Program for Nursing. One of the guys at the church, he was a medical services officer. I was not medical services. I was in First Cav, he was in First Cav, uh, First Cavalry Division, for those of you that don't know <laughs> about the army. Uh, uh, so I'm stationed there. and. Um, he says to me uh, in church, oh, man, um, hey, sh you said what now? I said, yeah, we're going to put in this pro packet for this program uh, for Isabella to become uh, a nurse. And so, yeah, uh, I don't know how it works, but it's called the Army Enlisted Commissioning Program for Nursing. And he said, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. L let me talk to you, Brother Pena, or Reverend Pena, I think is what he called me back then. I said, okay. He said, well, thousands of, of people apply to this program. And the vast majority of them are enlisted nurses. So in the army, you have enlisted nurses and then you have the nurses that are officers. So he said, the vast majority are enlisted nurses. So normally they pick from the enlisted nurses. They don't normally pick people like, a, you know, like a supply sergeant. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. You know, I was like, I don't know if this guy's trying to kill my faith or what. And then he said, but guess what? I know uh, a lady who is a, a retired chief of the army nurse corps and she's in san antonio and not too far from, and she's my friend i'm gonna talk to her and get her a letter of recommendation and then he said this with a letter of recommendation from general such and such in isabella's packet i'm sure that isabella would be selected and I was like, thank you, Lord. And that's the grace of God, the favor of God. I start rejoicing because I know that favor. Put in the chat the favor of God. I know that favor is when God raises up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and even their money to help us in ways that we cannot help ourselves. So that was the favor of God. So I'm excited. I start rejoicing. I gave God the praise. I went to Isabella and she gave God the praise. And all of this is going on. And all of this sounds great. Say it sounds great. Okay. Now I'm teaching from John chapter 11 at the time, remember? So I'm teaching on John chapter 11 and I get to the point where I'm teaching about maximum glory. And while I'm teaching today's word, maximum glory, way back 27 years ago, there was no video back then, it was just the, the email. And as I'm typing out maximum glory in my little house in, in, on Metropolitan Drive in Colleen, Texas, the Holy Spirit says, don't take the letter. He said, you cannot take the letter. And I, my heart sank for a minute. And I was like, okay, I know exactly what you mean. All right, fine. I'm just, this, we're just going to have to stand in faith, right? We can't take the letter. And I knew exactly what he meant because I was teaching about maximum glory. And the whole point is that God is a jealous God and, and all the glory belongs to him. He, he doesn't want you to give his glory, his credit to anyone else. And if we take this letter, then people are going to say that Isabella only got selected because of the general. And now she's going to get the glory and she's going to get the credit and it's not going to be God. And so I'm like, Ugh. so I go to Isabella and I say, hey, babe, God said we can't take the letter. And once again, to the credit of Isabella Pena, she 
she was like, whatever you say, babe, if that's God, then we're just going to have to get selected without the letter. And so put in the chat, we live by faith. Put in the chat, like you, you got to have real life experiences with God, right? So it was like, okay, I can't take the letter. But now I'm in first cavalry division. My friend is in first cavalry division. He was like in division medical. I was in 13 Sigma Battalion. And so I get in my car. I remember like it was yesterday. I drove down to his office. He was a medical services officer. And I walk into his office and I was like, hey, and he was like, hey, Reverend, you know, whatever. Give him a hug. Sit down. And I said, hey. He said, hey, man, I got the letter. The letter's on his way. It's already approved. She said she'll do it all. I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I said, hey, um, I need to talk to you for a minute. He was like, what's up? I said, um, long story short, man, I can't take the letter. He's like, what do you mean? And I explained to him what the Holy Spirit said, maximum glory, John chapter 11, raising Lazarus from, I went through the whole thing. And he looked at me and said, Brother Pena, let me tell you something. Don't be, don't be one of these spooky spiritual Christians, man. He said, this is dumb. Like, you're not taking this letter. This is dumb. You got to take the letter. And then he said something I will never forget. He said, he looked at me straight up and said, if you do not take this letter, Isabella will not get selected. He said, if you do not take this letter, Isabella will not be a nurse. And, and when he said that, it was like a righteous indignation rose up inside of me. And I said, well, now I know for sure that I'm not going to take the letter. And I also know for sure that Isabella is going to get selected. And I also know that this is going to be a greater testimony because of what you just said. And for years, while I'm telling this story, I'm going to be talking about you. That's exactly what I said to the dude, right? I said, for years, as I tell this story, I'm going to be talking about you. Now, I'm not going to mention his name. I don't want to do that. But, I, you know, I'm giving the testimony. So long story short, Isabella was selected in the Army Enlisted Commission and Program for Nursing, even though she was a 92 Alpha Supply Sergeant. And even though she was not supposed to be selected, she got selected. Why? Because that's what God said. And we stood on it. Give God the glory. Put in the chat to God be the glory. Okay. That's not the end of the story. So anyway, then... Then the next step was, and I, I'm going to make this uh, a long story a, a little bit shorter. So the next thing was, we were 20 minutes away from the University of Mary Harden Baylor in, Be in Belton, Texas. And University of Mary Harden Baylor was the number one nursing school, uh, number one nursing program in the state of Texas. It's 20 minutes away. And the Army said, well, you can't go there because that's a private school and the, the tuition is too much money and you got to go somewhere that fits within the parameters of what the Army is willing to pay. And so we filled out a package and said, no, but we'll pay the difference. And then they said no. And then I had to get on the phone and I called the person in charge of it. And I was like, look, man. And he was like, chief, you can't. Like, we can't. I was like, make an exception. Do whatever you got to do. My wife is going to the University of Mary Hunter Bella. So long story short, they had to go through all kind of people, go to somebody. It got approved. Boom. She went to the University of Mary Hunter Bella. Okay. Another testimony. Then when she gets there, she gets there and they start with like 50 or 60 students in this two-year program. And they graduated only 22, by the way. Uh, and, and they started with two people of color. Isabella was the only person of color to graduate. So anyway, 20 minutes away, we got into the Army Enlisted Commission and Program for Nursing, blah, blah, blah. Boom. Since Isabella's about to go to school for two years, I went to Korea for two years, so she has no distractions. She can lock in. While she's there, she's doing exceptional. She's doing great. Everything is going fine. And then... Um, something happened. What happened? Well, she tells me, you know, there's four semesters. So two years, four semesters. And the army says that they're only going to pay for four semesters. Put in the chat, only four semesters, right? So the army says we're paying for four semesters. And then anything beyond that, like if you don't graduate in four semesters, you fail out of the program, you have to go back to the army as an enlisted soldier. And then you just have to go back to being a supply sergeant. The devil is a lie. Like that's not going to happen. So Isabella's doing well in all her classes. And then when she gets to the last semester, 
she's having a problem with this OBGYN course. And she did, she's an AB student in, in most of her class, in almost every class except for this one class. And she's struggling in this class and she's basically failing. And she's like, babe, if I don't pass this final, if I don't get like this, whatever this number is, then I'm not going to pass. And then the army's going to kick me out. And then the army's going to make me enlisted again. And then the army's going to, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, stop. Remember when Jesus said this sickness will not end to death? It is for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified thereby. It doesn't matter. When it looked like it looked like it wasn't working. It looked like he was dead. He stopped breathing. The body's stinking by now. I said, babe, I don't care what it looks like. God said you're going to be a nurse in the army. I don't care how bad it gets before it gets better. You're going to be a nurse in the army. And so she was like, but you don't understand, babe. Like, like the way that the army set up, you don't understand. Like if I don't get this, and I said, no, you don't understand. Listen to me for a minute. You don't understand. Let me minister to you. You, you got to build up your faith. You, God said you are going to be a nurse in the army. End of story. You got to be a nurse in the army. I don't know how it's going to happen. Like you, whatever you need. She needed like an 88 for, on, on this test. I said, if you need an 88, you'll get an 88. That's one option. Or maybe you don't get an 88 and you fail. And then the dean of the school will say, we're going to make an exception for Isabella Pena and you're going to walk across the stage and you're going to graduate. Or maybe the dean won't make an exception. Maybe the army is going to make an exception and say, you're going to get another semester to go to school so that you can continue in the program and we're not going to make you enlisted. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen, Isabella. But one thing I will tell you is that you're going to be a nurse in the army army doggone it because that's what God said and we stood on that word and we you know wiped tears away and we stood in faith and we prayed and we believed God and long story short she got like a 92 on the test and obviously she became a nurse in the army and 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 anyway there's more and more testimonies like this but I keep tying it to John chapter 11 I keep tying it to maximum glory God getting maximum glory out of every situation let me say this real quick before I get into my points as a believer let me help a husband or a wife this morning when Isabella came to me with that, I didn't put pressure on Isabella. I put pressure on God. I put pressure on faith. Now, if I would have went to my wife and said, here you are, you're in this program. I'm in Korea. I'm by myself. I gave you all the time. You have nothing else to do. You in this thing. If you don't, if you fail, then the army, this is going to screw everything up. If you fail, then, then you got to go back to being enlisted. And we wasted all this. Time. Why would their people, their husbands who are Christian, who would have done that to their spouse? Don't put pressure on your spouse for stuff that you need, be, need to be putting pressure on God for. No, I had to remind Isabella, wait, 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 wait. We don't, we don't live by human performance. We, we, we don't live by performance-based religion. Stop. We got to believe God, babe. We got to go back to what God said. I don't know who I'm talking to. Listen, you got to go back to what God said. Whatever God said, that's what has to come to pass. If God said it, he will perform it. If God declared it, he will make it good. I'm ministering to you this morning. Listen, Jesus knew what God said, so it doesn't matter. The body's thinking, don't matter. He's been dead for four days, don't matter. It, Lord, you don't, listen, don't matter. Why? I know what God said. Listen, you got, I'm talking about when you stand in faith without wavering, without a doubt, when you know what God said, and it is as much the word of God to you as the word of God to you. Come on now. Then you cannot be moved. Put in the chat, I will not be moved. I will not be moved, not to the left, nor to the right. I am steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I'm not putting pressure on my wife and yelling at her and putting her down and saying, you're doing this wrong. No, together we're going to put pressure on the word. Together we're going to put pressure on God. Together we're going to believe God. Why? Because we are believers and not doubters. We walk by faith and not by fear. I shall not be moved. All right. So what does this mean? Now I've already been preaching, but let me just give you like seven or eight quick things so I can let you go. You ready? All right. 
here we go. I'm tying this to John chapter 11. I'm tying this to the story of Rick and Isabella and this whole army enlisted commission and program thing. Let me go through this quickly. Number one, faith in God's word and his promises. Put in the chat, I have faith in the word of God. Listen, just like Jesus had faith in what God said, I had to have faith in what God said. Isabella had to have faith in what God said. And in both cases, it was unwavering faith that led to the results that God wanted. In both cases, there was evidence to the contrary. In both cases, there was many opportunities to give up, cave in, and quit. But it was the faith of God that tapped into, it was the faith of man that tapped into the grace of God. Say amen to that. God has provided the grace. You have to provide the faith. Number two, obedience to the Holy Spirit. Listen, Jesus followed the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to go until, until he's dead for four days. I'm not going to show up until this time. And then, But then when I'm there, I'm going to do it this way. Even though Martha was frustrated, even though Mary was crying, I still got to do it. And I got to do it the way the Holy Spirit led me to do it. Listen, it takes obedience to look at my friend and say, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for calling the general. Thank you for, she already wrote the letter. I really appreciate it, dude. I like, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, but I can't take the letter. Why? Because I have to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Listen, you got to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. If God tells you something, you got to be obedient. Say amen to that. Number three, God's glory and God, God's timing. In John chapter four, the sickness went not end in death, but he died. He didn't show up until those four days. Listen, all of these things had to unfold in our life and our testimony, Isabel and I, as we went through this. As all of these things were happening and they were unfolding, they were unfolding in the fullness of the timing of God. There is a timing component connected to the promises of God and God's promises will happen in your life at just the right time. Put in the chat, it's going to happen for me at just the right time. Number four, you got to trust God in difficult situations. Jesus had to trust God, even though he had been dead for four days. Isabella and I had to trust God over and over again in this story. We had to believe what God said. And oh, well, what about this? No, that's not going to work. Well, we believe what God said. Wait a minute. What about this? That's not going to work. Well, we, we're going to believe what God said. And, and I'm giving you the short version. Believe me, there's more. In those two years and the year leading up to it, so it was like a three-year period that we went through all of this, we had to believe God. And you got to trust God in no matter, even in difficult situations, Say, I believe God. Number five, the power of prayer. Put in the chat, I believe in the power of prayer. Jesus prayed, we prayed. Jesus prayed in the story. He said, Lord, you always hear me. You hear me now, but I'm saying this so that the people here can believe. Lazarus, come forth. Listen, I had to pray many times with my wife. She had to pray with me. We had to believe God. We had to support one another, build each other up. Isabella ministers to me and I minister to her. I minister to her and she ministers to me. It's not about me. It's not about her. It's about God. And we're supporting one another, submitting to one another, building each other up up and we're praying one for another. Say amen to that. All right. Number six, God's sovereign plan. In the story of Lazarus, God had a plan. In the story of Isabella becoming a nurse, God had a plan. Guess what? God has a plan for you. You got to trust God's plan. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about Isabella. It's all about him. You got to trust the plan of God. Put in the chat, God has a plan for me. Number seven, I only have eight, so I'm almost done. I'm about to let you go. Number seven, persistence in the face of doubt. Listen, Jesus had to be persistent, unwavering, even though Lazarus was dead, even though he was already in the grave, even though he was wrapped up with dead stuff, even though the body was thinking, he had to believe God. And Isabella and I, we had many opportunities to doubt. We had many, even Christians were telling us, no, that's not how it works. Even Christians were telling us, that's not going to work for you. That's dumb. You better take this letter. You be, listen, even when people that are supposed to be building you up are, are sowing seeds of fear and doubt and unbelief. You got to be persistent. Put in the chat, I will be persistent in the face 
of doubt. You got to be persistent and you cannot be moved. And then lastly, number eight, and this is something I've told you many, many times, and I'm going to tell you again. You ready? You cannot just know God from a book. Put in the chat, say, I will not just know God from a book. You cannot. If you just know God from a book, you don't know God. If you just know God from the Bible, you don't know him the way that you're supposed to know him. Yes, reading the word of God. The word of God contains the character, the attributes, the nature of God. The more word of God you know, the more God of the word you're going to know. I got it. I preach that. I believe it. But you can't just know God from a book. You have to know God through real life experiences. And those experiences that you go through, you get to learn God like you like you would never learn God any other way. We go through this experience, going through this whole thing while I'm in Korea, Isabella's doing her thing. She, when she graduates from that program, we know God on another level and we know God in a way that we would have never known God if we didn't go through that experience. Listen, your experiences with God help you to know God in ways that you would never know God outside of those experiences. You cannot just know God from a book. Say, I know God. Say, I believe God. Say, I experience God. You got to experience God on a daily basis. I'm telling you, this is a, this is just one testimony. I got so many testimonies, but but I knew this this was a testimony when God wanted me to share it. I, 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 I just pray that you get this down in your heart. Share this with your friends. Like people need to hear this story of this is faith, y'all. This is how we live by faith. Isabella, I don't know. When I'm preaching faith, I'm preaching God's grace, our faith. God's grace, our faith. I'm not telling you something I read. This isn't something I read from a book, dude. This is how I live. Like this, like uh, like uh, Monique knows that I'm about to go through a transition. I'm about there's a major decision that that we've just made because God told us to make it, and as I'm about to shift and transition, uh, a major transition in my life. And you know why I'm doing it? Because the Holy Spirit told me to do it, and it's faith. And, and, and I could be so comfortable by by staying where I'm at, but the Holy Spirit told me to shift, so I have to shift. Why? Because that's what He said. Listen, I'm not telling you something I read. This is how I live. We are the just, and we're supposed to live by faith. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Man, I'm, I'm preaching better than you saying amen. I want you to lift up your voice. Declare this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. My faith is being built up as I study and I meditate on the miracles, the miracles you perform through Jesus. There are messages in the miracles. And these messages are helping me, Father, to believe you on another level. I don't just know you from a book. I know you from real life experiences. You are a real God who deals with real people, with real problems in real ways. So my heart is open to experiencing you, Father, in greater ways this season. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's words. Guess what? Monday, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, then I want you to, especially the notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. People need to hear this story. This is, this is it's just one story of many, but people need to hear the story so that they can be built up. It's one thing to know God from, I like to teach by both precept and example. The precept, maximum glory. That's good. But the example that I gave you today, I believe people will understand it. People will be able to connect with it on a greater level. So please share this message. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then have an amazing day. I want you to have an amazing day. Have an amazing weekend. I love you. God loves you more.
greater is coming for you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.